Welcome back to If I Had to Talk, where I talk about whatever is on my mind. I'm your host, Michelle, and today I'm going to talk about the single life. I keep pushing back my job hunting episode for some reason. I think it's because it's not that interesting for me to talk about anymore. So maybe I won't even get to it, at least this season. Or maybe I will. We'll see. Anyways, please follow and share this podcast to help me reach more listeners so they can hear all the good and bad stuff that I have to say. So I decided to include this section of the podcast where I just catch you up on what's been happening in my life or what's been happening on my week. So this past week, I had my first job interview. It honestly didn't go that bad because considering it was my first interview, it didn't go terrible because I prepared for it the night before. I was like making sure that I knew what kind of questions would be common so that I had at least some time to prepare so I don't buffer because that would be horrible. So the interview went pretty well, but at the beginning of the interview, they usually ask you, oh, how are you? And when they asked me that question, I answered, how are you? I'm good. So they said, hi, Michelle, how are you? And I said, how are you? I'm good. I responded after I asked them the question. I said it backwards. And so that's the only thing that's been on my mind. Like the rest of the interview, the more important parts of the interview aren't even that important to me right now. All I can think of is that very first thing that I said. And it's just in my head. It's just stuck there. I mean, it's fine. It's over with. It's in the past. Hopefully they didn't think too much about it or they didn't think that it was weird because I thought it was weird. And then I thought about more topics for this podcast I'm like an idea bank. I have all these things in my head that I just jot down on my notes so that I can start planning. And I figured out an organized theme for season two, even though I'm not even like halfway through season one, I'm already planning for season two. But yeah, I I think I have an idea of what I want to do for the next few months, I guess. And it's just so hard thinking about which topic to talk about next because I have so many ideas. Like I have a Google Doc. It has all of the stuff that I want to have on my podcast, all the stuff that I want to talk about. There's just so many that I, I have a hard time choosing for my next episode. Like, I'm going to have a hard time choosing next week's episode. Because, like, for this episode, I had, I took a couple, maybe like hours organizing my Google Doc and then choosing which one would be interesting for me to talk about next. It's a lot of thinking, but I ended up choosing talking about singleness, if that's a word but like talking about the single life because I noticed that it's very common to talk about relationships and being in one, but I don't think I hear a lot of stories about being single and not being in a relationship. So that's what I decided to talk about today. The reason why I'm talking about this is because, fun fact, I've been single my whole life and I've never dated anyone. I don't know if that's an interesting fact, but I'm 21, so I guess that's that might be a shock to some people because a lot of people get in relationships at like middle school. I mean, I don't know if those are considered serious relationships, but at least they get into one at that young age. I didn't really have a crush on anyone. I didn't really like anyone in any of my classes or anywhere else that I've been. I think I take interest in guys who take interest in me 
and show that they're interested in me. But since no one really showed me any special interest, I don't think I thought too much about anyone in particular. Like I didn't have the, the sparkly eyes towards anyone. And I don't think anyone had a crush on me either. At least not that I know of. And sometimes I tell myself, y'all missing out. There's nothing embarrassing about it, like about being single your entire life. I'm pretty sure there are people who are a lot older than I am and have also never dated, but it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you, usually. I do prefer natural meetings, but it's like, it's so hard these days. I know a lot of people use dating apps to find people around them without having to actually go out because of COVID. I have a friend who tried that and ended up finding someone and they're dating now, so. But like, I've never really liked the idea of meeting people like that because I just find it a bit hard to trust that process. And I heard that relationships can be difficult, and I'm sure they are. Cause like I've heard stories, I've seen videos of people talking about them, I've heard podcasts about them and the difficulties of relationships. But I do want to meet someone nice someday because, I don't know, I don't want to be single my whole life. My sister made a whole Google Doc outlining, like, outlining her ideal type. And that thing was like very specific. Like it had pictures, it had footnotes. Like it was like an essay in like, I don't know, Chicago style. And she asked me to do the same. So she wanted to know what my ideal type was. And so I made a Google Doc as well. It's not as specific as hers because I didn't add pictures or footnotes. Mine was like in a bullet note format because that's just my style of organizing stuff. I titled the Google Doc if I had to be picky because like ideal types, you can't find someone who's exactly like your specific ideal type. And so my ideal type, if I had to be picky, would be this, this, and that. So okay, if I had to be picky in the personality category, extrovert, introvert with a question mark, you can either be an extrovert or an introvert as long as you fit well with me. At first, I was like, okay, since I'm introverted, an extroverted person would probably be a better fit for me. So we kind of balance each other out. But I realized that there are extroverted introverts and introverted extroverts. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind if you were an introvert, but you still had some kind of like social life. So you're not always with me and don't become an obsessive person. Because I've seen way too many movies on like obsessive people to not believe that this can happen. Same sense of humor, so I can send memes, because I send memes to my sister and friends all the time. Likes deep talks, or is at least comfortable with deep talks, because I love having deep conversations and just talking about random stuff that eventually get into deeper topics. I'm not a big fan of small talk, I'm really bad at it. Can speak my love language, which is acts of service. I appreciate little acts of kindness here and there, even when I don't ask for it. Knows how to maintain boundaries. I like my alone time a lot, and you shouldn't have to spend every single second of your time with me. I'm not a fan of PDA. I hate seeing PDA. So yeah, I'm like a more of a private person. That's it for personality. Appearance. Tall for obvious reasons, in parentheses, because if you know me, you know that I'm very short. I don't want to be too picky since I'm not even tall myself, but preferably at least 5'8". No thick body hair, bangs, dark hair, preferably no face or body piercings, preferably not entirely covered with tattoos either, and looks good in all kinds of attire. Again, this appearance list is if I had to be picky.
So I just like sped through it because it's whatever. Other. So this is miscellaneous. Like it doesn't fit under personality really or appearance. Automatic red flag if you want to be a pastor. My dad's a pastor and my mom's a pastor's wife as a result. That's not what I want to be. And I say that because I know what it's like. It's not the life that I want to live. Maximum age difference, maybe like three years. But for now, I think I would prefer same age. Honestly, I don't really know. Please be a good driver and cook because I'm not. These aren't required either, but still nice to have. It sounds like a job description. <laughs> okay. Likes Disney for movie nights because I love Disney. Likes animals. Can fight in case I'm in danger, but don't have pepper spray. That's pretty much it. So now that I talked about my quote unquote ideal type, I'm gonna see how dateable I am. <laughs> I found a BuzzFeed quiz on dating scenarios and the quiz is called Wanna Know How Dateable You Are? React to these worst first date scenarios to find out. I love BuzzFeed quizzes, so we'll see what this one's like. The quiz is simple. You'll be given a series of first date scenarios and you'll have to decide how you'd handle any inconvenience that's thrown your way. How you respond will, of course, reveal how dateable you are. All right, let's go. First one, you and your crush have finally arranged a first date after talking about it for months. They are supposed to meet at your house for dinner and a movie, but never show up. What do you do? Text them 20 times to see where they are, block them and move on, ask them about it the next day, or eat the dinner and don't worry about it. Okay, if they're a no-show and they don't even tell you why, that's not something I could just pass. So I feel like I would block them and move on. Cause like, I wouldn't just eat the dinner and don't worry about it. Well, I guess I would just eat the dinner, but it's not something that I wouldn't not worry about. Or maybe it's like one of those things where like they got into an accident so they couldn't get in contact. I don't know. It really depends on the situation. Mm, block them and move on. <laughs> Wait, or ask them about it the next day. I'm so indecisive. Like, I don't know what I would do. Okay, I'm just going to say ask them about it the next day and then probably block them later on. Oh, it doesn't tell you the percentage. It's okay. Um, your coworker confesses to having a crush on you and asks you out for drinks. You finally agree, but during the date, they only say four sentences and you both sit in awkward silence for most of the night. What do you do? Try to start a conversation, get up and leave, ask them why they asked you out, tell them that you aren't feeling well and have to go home. Okay, I wouldn't just leave though. Like, if you're already there, and just because the conversation isn't going well, it's, again, it's like the small talk thing. I think I would just try to start a conversation. And I wouldn't just lie and go home. Okay, I'll just say, try to start a conversation. And then if it doesn't work from there, then I'll probably answer one of the other options. You've had a crush on your lab partner for months and finally worked up the courage to ask them out. Somehow they thought you asked them out to talk about school and eventually proceed to ask you for advice on getting a girl to like them. What do you do? Tell them you can't help them and leave. Give them the absolute worst advice. Have your best friend call you and pretend there is an emergency so you have to leave. Suck it up and give them great advice. Okay, I wouldn't give them the absolute worst advice. No. Tell them you can't help them and leave? No. I think I would just suck it up and give them great advice. Okay. You match with someone on Tinder and you're finally going on a first date with them. 
They decide to take you to a movie that you're super excited to see, but they keep trying to talk to you while you're watching. What do you do? Oh my god, I hate this. I really hate this. Like, I'm here to watch the movie and you're just talking to me? No, no. <laughs> Ask them to stop talking as politely as you can. Tell them to shut up. Ignore them until they finally stop talking. Get up and leave. No, I'm not going to get up and leave because I'm here to watch the movie. Okay, I won't tell them to shut up. I'll probably ask them to stop talking as politely as I can. And if they don't, then I'll move on to shut up. Okay, you finally got a date with your crush. They pick you up and head to a restaurant. The restaurant has a long wait, so they head inside to reserve a table. While they are inside, you find a wedding ring in their cup holder. What do you do? Yell at them about it when they get back. Put the ring down and call an Uber. Ask them about it when they get back or put it down and forget that you saw it. I'm not going to call an Uber. I won't yell at them. I'm debating between ask them about it when they get back or put it down and forget that you saw it. Because I don't like misunderstandings. And if I make a big deal out of it when it's not even a big deal, then that would make me seem like I don't trust the person. Maybe I'll ask them about it when they get back. You meet someone on Bumble and you both decide to meet up at a diner for dinner. They arrive holding a baby and you soon realize that yes, it's theirs. They never mentioned having a kid to you before. What do you do? Oh, stay for dinner and get to know them. Come up with an excuse to leave. Stay for dinner but never call them back. Get annoyed at them for not having, for not mentioning that they have a kid. I'm not going to leave. I think I would stay. I wouldn't get annoyed. I'm debating between stay for dinner and get to know them. Actually, no, I think I would. I would get to know them because then I can ask why didn't you say that you have a kid? But I wouldn't get annoyed. Okay, so stay for dinner and get to know them. And then if it doesn't work out from there, then I could just not call them back. Or I could just call them back and say that it's not, I don't think it's going to work out because, you know, I didn't know that you have a kid. And that kind of changes the whole responsibility thing. Okay, next. Your crush has just asked you out to lunch and you agree because you've liked them for a while. On the date, they pull out a drawing they made of you based on your profile picture and tell you they have several more at their house. What do you do? Oh, that's kind of creepy. Tell them you love it and keep it. Tell them it's creepy and rip it up. Tell them you love it, but when you get home, you throw it away. Tell them you forgot you left your car unlocked and leave. Oh my god. Okay, I wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't make up lies and just leave like that just because of a drawing. And I wouldn't rip it up. Like, I do think it's creepy a little bit, but I wouldn't rip up the drawing. And I don't know if I would throw it away, unless the drawing looks a bit creepy. I'm gonna say, tell them you love it. I don't know. I don't think I would do any of these. They have several more at their house. Why? Is this like an obsession? Like, what's their intention? This is hard. I would still take the drawing, but probably lose contact with that person if I feel like it is an obsession. I would just say, tell them you love it, but when you get home, you throw it- No, but I wouldn't- I wouldn't throw it away right away until I confirm it's a creepy obsession issue. I guess I would keep it, but- Is there like a tell them you love it and then keep it and then throw it out when you figure out that it's creepy? Like, that's not an option here, so I have to choose between tell them you love it and keep it and tell them you love it, but when you get home, you throw it away. Okay, I'm just gonna go with tell them you love it, but when you get home, you throw it away. Because he has more at home, so... Okay, there's three more. You and a coworker go out to dinner for your first date. While you're ordering your food, an old couple comes to your table. Turns out it's their parents. Your date not only wants you to meet them, but wants them to join your dinner. 
what do you do? Greet their parents and have dinner with them. Pull them aside and ask why their parents are here or are there. Come up with an excuse to leave. Have dinner with them, but never call them back. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. I think I would greet their parents and have dinner with them. Because all the other ones are kind of rude. But is this like a coincidence? Okay, I'm just going to say greet their parents and have dinner with them. You're on a date at a restaurant and notice your date pull out their phone and you brush it aside. A few seconds later, you get a text from your date about how horrible the date is going. Turns out they meant to send that to their friend. What do you do? Leave without saying anything. Try to finish the date but block them later. Laugh it off. Text them back saying you aren't having fun either. (laughs) I like the last one. (laughs) Text them back saying you aren't having fun either. Because I wouldn't laugh it off. I mean, that's an offense to me. I mean, it depends on, like, why the date isn't going well. Is it because of me or is it because of him? Because if it's because of me, then I can't really laugh it off. And then leave without saying anything? I wouldn't just leave midway. Okay, I'm gonna say text them back saying you aren't having fun either. Okay, you're at a bar with your crush. The date is going well and you have a lot in common. Then, out of nowhere, they start to talk about their ex way too much. In every sentence, they mention their ex. What do you do? Get up and leave, ask if they can stop talking about their ex, talk about your ex to annoy them, pretend to listen. Okay, talk about your ex to annoy them, that's kind of petty. Pretend to listen? I wouldn't get up and leave. Every one of these scenarios has a get up and leave kind of option. And I guess you guys can already tell that I'm not that kind of person. Ask if they can stop talking about their ex or pretend to listen. Ask if they can stop talking about their ex is what I would choose. Or pretend to listen. So indecisive. I think I would pretend to listen until it gets too far. Well, no, the entire scenario is saying that it's getting too far. I'm going to say ask if they can stop talking about their ex. Wow, would you look at that? I got 99% dateable. No one is truly perfect, but hey, you're as close as it gets. Your patience, open-mindedness, and compassion are all the perfect traits that someone could possibly want when looking for a significant other. If you aren't already dating someone now, I guarantee you will be sooner than you think. But yeah, 99% dateable. I was really curious what result I would get, but it's very satisfying. Yeah, I mean, I think based off of the options that I chose, it sounds like a pretty understanding person, right? But anyways, yeah, if you are interested in taking this quiz yourself to see what percent dateable you are, the quiz is called Wanna Know How Dateable You Are? React to these worst first date scenarios to find out. And it's a quiz on BuzzFeed posted on January 19th, 2021. That's a wrap for episode three. I hope you had fun listening to me exposing my single self. If you want to be friends, my Instagram is in the description. And please follow and share if I had to talk. Episodes will be out every Wednesday morning on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yes, I decided which day to upload. It was weird because the first episode was uploaded on Tuesday like on a Tuesday, but I meant to upload it on Wednesday. So the first one was more of a test upload in case it, I guess, for some reason crashed or didn't upload on time. But yeah, Wednesday's the day, the official day. So I'll see you next week on Wednesday. (laughs) 